Hi gorgeous, this is episode number 333 with the amazing Catherine Watkin. Hi, this is Catherine Watkin. You are listening to Heart Cells podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. I am super, 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 super excited today to have a kindred spirit on Heart Cells podcast. I mean, there are many kindred spirit, but Catherine is special because she has a brand called Selling from the Heart. So I'm very, very excited to talk to her today and to dive into how to get your internal yes, which will help you in the sales conversations. Catherine Botkin is the UK's leading experts in heart-centered sales, an authentic, inspiring role model for business owners who are gifted and passionate about what they do, but struggle because they feel awkward about using traditional sales. So you are in for a treat today in case we have not met yet. I'm Christine Schlonsky, founder of Heart Sells Academy, host of Heart Sells Podcast and creator of Heart Sells Members Community. On the podcast, I talk with inspirational, successful, heart-centered entrepreneurs who had to overcome their business challenges, their sales challenges at some point in their career. Some of my wonderful past guests include the amazing Bob Burke, co-author of The Go-Giver and author of Endless Referrals. The wonderful John Lee Dumas with his Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. The great Ian Altman from Same Site Selling and the wonderful Andrea Waltz with Go For no and many, many more. This episode is brought to you by Heart Cells Academy, where we support heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs to redefine sales so they can exponentially grow their business and impact while creating the lifestyle and freedom of their dreams. So if you are looking to sell with ease, grace, and confidence, being authentic in the process, then this is the place to be. You want to check out christineschlansky.com and book your sales assessment call so we can check out how we can support you on your amazing heart-centered business journey. So let's dive in with the wonderful, wonderful Catherine and the wisdom she has to share on how to get to your internal yes and so much more. Well, I am so excited to have you on the show today, Catherine. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, you know, our messages are so aligned, selling from the heart and heart sells. Tell me, how did you get into the selling from the heart thing, so to speak? Oh, well, for me, it starts way back because I actually had a, a career in corporate sales. I'd fallen into it completely by accident because I spent a lot of my 20s traveling internationally, living and working abroad, and ended up working in the travel industry, but in sales and sales-related roles. Um, but I didn't necessarily see myself as heart-centered sales. You know, I worked in the travel sector, then I worked in the recruitment industry, which is quite cutthroat and very target-driven. And it was only much, much later that I realized that one of the reasons I'd been so successful in those sort of environments was because I had been different. I had always 
um, followed my integrity. I'd always been very authentic. I used to get sent on sales training by the companies that I worked for. And I'd come back to the office and I'd have a knot in my stomach thinking, I can't do this psychological NLP stuff on people. And I just used to ignore it and do my own thing. And um, it was only later on when I, I, I finally left that world, I, was, I felt desperate to find work that felt truly meaningful for me in the world. And I didn't know what it was other than that I wanted to help people. So I explored, you know, I retrained in a lot of different things, yoga teaching, energy healing, meditation teaching, um, NLP, coaching, hypnotherapy. I trained as a nutritional therapist. I was on this five-year journey, oh, um, acupuncture as well, all this big journey of exploring all of these different things. And it was only as a result of that, that I sort of came full circle. And I was working, you know, starting out getting nutritional therapy clients and running a sort of coaching and hypnotherapy practice. And I started to realize, oh my gosh, everybody that I know who trained with me in any of these areas, they are really struggling to get clients. Now, I was obviously struggling with aspects of business because I was a newbie to business, but the client bit wasn't really a problem. If somebody showed an interest in working with me, they would usually enroll and become a client. And that was when I realized that, you know, I did have something valuable to bring, which was that I understood these businesses that are in business to actually make a difference because that was me. I was seeking my way of making a difference. But I also had this style and approach to sales that was really very different to what was being taught out there. And I call this the difference between the traditional sales approach and what I call heart-centered sales. They both work, they're both effective, but some of them feel good to us and some of them don't. And some of them feel good to our clients and some of them don't. And I don't want to alienate or bully or shame anybody in the process of their decision about working with me. I, it, for me, it has to be much more service-led and heart-led. So that was how I ended up, you know, I was seeking my calling and I was trying all these different things. And the one thing I didn't see was that actually I was here to teach sales. And I finally, the penny dropped on that one. I ran a small workshop. Um, it went down amazingly. I had that, oh my gosh, this is not common sense. I thought this was common sense. I thought everyone knew this stuff. Um, I'm a, you know, and I, and I just realized this is it. This is my thing to actually work with heart-centered business owners who've gone into business because they want to make a difference through their work, but they struggle so much with the idea of sales and selling. They don't want to be manipulative. They don't want to be self-serving, but they still need clients. And so this is sort of my, this is now my difference is, is helping those business owners learn how to sell and get clients in ways that feel comfortable and in alignment with their values. Well, I can so relate to your story, Catherine. And, and I felt like you're telling my story oh. <laughs> because I fell into sales by accident. Mm. And then on the way to becoming a coach, because I wasn't fulfilled with my sales director job anymore. And I knew there was so much more. So I saw all these coaches struggling. And when we covered at one time how to sell our services as coaches, I felt I was the only one in the room who wasn't freaking out. Mm, yes. So I just love how you ended up in helping people with sales because, yeah, it, it's like the same. 
somebody told me, Christine, you want to throw away all your sales experience. And I was like, ah, uh, well, let me think about this. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is yeah. how I got into that. And I also realized the old way of selling, like you've probably seen those movies, Wolf of Wall Street, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Boiler Room, where it's just manipulation and it's so male-dominated energy, just take and don't really give mm. um, and, and it doesn't feel good to people anymore especially to those who are heart-centered and want to make a difference they do care about money but not to the extent that money is the only driver mm. so I'm, I'm so happy that you you discovered that work for you and not not knowing you or anything about you it's so interesting that how this kind of seeds are spread all over the world by people having this idea of what can they do to serve more in a way that feels amazing, that's authentic, that's fun, and that supports the human race, right? Yeah. And, and they need clients. So mm -hmm. I'm this combination of sometimes people describe my style of sales that I teach as soft selling. And I really bristle at that. I get quite defensive. What do you mean? It's it's not because I'm, it's like, yes, it's heart centered. It's coming from service. It's putting what's best for the potential client at the forefront of the interaction rather than um, putting yourself first because you need to hit your targets or you need this amount of money in the bank account that month. But it's also, I'm a very results oriented person. I'm I believe, you know, I'm motivated by results. I want to see results for my clients. And ultimately, if somebody's gone into business, they need to be in profit and therefore they need to make sales. And so it's this balance between heart-centered business owners who want to feel comfortable with sales, but then it's not about finding something so comfortable and soft and fluffy that nobody actually ever buys from you. It's yeah. got to be the opposite. It's got to be this actually makes you even more effective. This style of sales is what will draw your clients even closer. And it's about not shying away from things like actually directly asking somebody if they want to make a decision. And it's about not shying away from asking those difficult questions and exploring why somebody's deciding to say no, if it seems very clear to you that you can help, because that's also deep service. And so many people want to shy away from the piece of sales or the piece of their business that is the, the biggest service. You know, for me, the one of the biggest ways we can serve our clients is to be confident and courageous enough to take them through an actual effective sales conversation. Mm, I love that. And it's so, so true. Like without selling, you don't have a business, you have a hobby, right? Yes. And then if you sell not enough, you don't serve enough and you struggle. I mean, who's in for the struggle, right? You have enough challenges in life. Like don't make it hard on you. Learn this art of selling from the heart, right? Yeah. And of course, if you don't, um, if you don't, if you're not selling, not only do you have a hobby, but if you're not selling, you need income from somewhere. Most, most of us, not everyone, but most of us need an income. I certainly do. And so then you end up in your full-time job, helping in quotes, people around the edges of that, not really making an impact or making a difference when actually you're too tired to work with more than three or four people a week anyway. Yeah, totally. So what could you give or what advice could you give people that are listening, thinking like, okay, how do I do this with a sales conversation so it doesn't feel pushy, slimy or sleazy? 
Oh, you know that there's there's so much to that. It's not so much oh, there's this one particular thing that you can do. There is an entire process that I teach. It's called the seven steps to yes. And the whole thing is, you know, if you follow that, you are going to be taking people through a sales process that doesn't feel sleazy. But one of the big, one of the key pieces of advice, if I was going to say, like, if you were going to say, what's the one thing you would tell somebody, I would say, come to your sales conversations from a place of service. Somehow let go of all the internal chatter, the internal chatter that goes, oh my gosh, I really need to make this sale today because I'm not going to be able to pay the bills or um, oh my gosh, I really need to make this sale because I promised myself I'd make 10 sales this month. So this one has to be one in the bag. Um, it's about coming to the conversation without all the fear and worry. What are they going to think of me? What if they say no? What does that say about me? And just coming purely, it's almost like when you get on the call, you leave that all drops away. You leave it behind you on the floor and you come just purely there to hold the space for this individual. Now, it's not just listening. It's not just saying to the potential client, okay, so tell me what's going on for you. And then letting them just blur it all out because there's no structure and you can't guide that. But it's about taking people through this step-by-step -step structured conversation in the course of which they will get to express how they're feeling, what's going on for them, the impact that's having. They're going to feel heard. They're going to feel listened to. And you get to listen to them to a point where you really get a strong sense of whether you as the business owner can actually help and make a difference or not. And it's almost like when I'm in these sales conversations, it's almost like a, a click, something clicks, something drops, something lands for me where I'm like, absolutely, 100%, I know that I can help you. And then it's around how do you then present what you do in such a way that that person hears you and understands very clearly the benefits and value of your work. And I think this is the big difference between um, traditional sales and the style of sales that I teach, because traditional sales is very, very focused on what they call objection handling and closing techniques, neither of which, they, those are the core staples of traditional sales, neither of which I teach in my own program. And that's because I believe in getting something that I call the internal yes. And this is where when the business owner presents and describes the way that they will work with somebody and the difference it can make and the value it can bring so clearly, they can communicate and articulate that so clearly that the potential client hears that and they actually have this feeling that I call the internal yes, where they might not be verbally saying anything, but inside they're almost leaning forwards. They've got the mental chatter that's saying, oh my gosh, she really gets me. I think I, I think I actually want to do this. Um, oh, I wonder how much it's going to cost. Can I afford it? And my belief is that if you can communicate what you do so clearly that the client gets the internal yes, then as a salesperson, your job becomes only to coach them around any resistance or concerns that they might have. Whereas traditional sales is often about getting somebody who really doesn't think they want to buy from you at all and somehow beating them over the head with this big stick called objection handling until you've like browbeaten them into saying yes, because that's the only way they're ever going to get their life back or get rid of you. Whereas the, so it's, it's a very, so I think coming from service, putting what's best for that client at the forefront, but once you realize 
and you get that click that says, yes, I really can help them, this would be a good use of their time and money. It's then actually having done the work so that you can communicate what you do in that really clear way so that the client can get their own internal yes decision and you don't have to be pushing them and convince. As soon as you start falling into trying to convince or trying to persuade, that's when you know you've lost the moment really because really effective heart-centered sales, you don't have to convince or persuade or push. 100% agree. I always tell my clients, you don't need to learn objection handling because if you have your soulmate client in front of you, they know they want to work with you. Then it's just a question of how can that happen? Yes. That's a beautiful. Yeah, that's that's the old way. Thank you for pointing that out because in, you know, so often you see in, you know, podcasts or programs or other people teaching, it's always about objection handling. And when I hear that, like everything inside of me is just cringing. I'm thinking like, you don't need that. You don't need to do the objection handling if you have your perfect soulmate client sitting in front of you or having them on the phone or on a Zoom call. They want to work with you because you are the perfect match. And then it totally makes sense. Yeah. And what you're talking about there is hugely valuable as well. So you're almost talking about an energy. Maybe it's not exactly the right word, but you're almost talking about an energetic match, like a resonance, you know, like when you and I were first introduced by a mutual contact or friend and we had a call and we just immediately, I remember I had another appointment and I had to go from the call. I was like, no, we could have talked all day. It's that sort of resonance when you get this sense that you're with a kindred spirit and somebody who cares about you. But in the case of buying something from somebody, like if it's coaching, it's a kindred spirit, somebody who you energetically resonate with, but who you also recognize has got certain skills, knowledge, ability to mentor or coach you that, that you don't have. There's that piece but I, but I also, um, and, so I shouldn't say but, and I also see that very often people have that resonance and the client is almost on the call feeling desperately like, I really, 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 really want to work with you. Please show me, please demonstrate, please convince me that it's a good idea. And often the business owner doesn't know how to articulate that. And I know that I've experienced this myself where I've wanted to work with somebody or I've really hoped that the person would convince me I'm using that word convince because I want to feel convinced but the conversation has been so fluffy or woolly or around the houses that I've got off the call feeling like I really like this person but I don't feel I can invest this amount of money based on just liking them I need something a little bit more solid and concrete what am I going to get as a result of working with you and that's happened to me quite a few times where I've had that sense of oh I just wish you knew how to sell properly because the combination of the the soulmate client and the being able to communicate to that client how you can help them. I think that's the real magic. That's the sweet spot, isn't it? Yeah, totally, totally. And, and so true. I've been in those situations as well where I thought, well, this would be a really good fit and I could see myself hiring them. And obviously then you want to know like, you know, what's the value, what, what's the result going to be and how much is the investment. Mm -hmm. And when they can't get, to the point mm. when they can't show you the process. Yeah. It feels fluffy and yeah, they kind of, I felt, I feel like sometimes they talk you out of it mm. instead of getting yeah. you on board. 
I was once at a festival um, here in the UK and I did a healing session. You can go to festivals and they would say it wasn't a music festival. It was just like a spiritual festival. And I booked a healing session with a healer and I wanted to do more. I really liked her. And so we ended up following up and having a phone conversation after the festival. And she explained the way she works. She offers, she did VIP days and she did retreats. That's how she worked in one day blocks. But I could not get this lady to tell me how much they were. I just couldn't get her to tell me the price. I was, I, I remember sitting there, I was sitting on my bed, having this conversation with her. And I was like, yeah, I really want to do this work. It's really important to me. I like you. Okay. It's a minimum of one day, maybe three days. I need to come down to Devon and, and, and stay somewhere near you. You know, I was really all in with the idea, but of course I needed to know the investment. Were we talking 500 pounds or 5,000 pounds? It might've been 100 pounds or 50,000. If the person doesn't tell you the price, you don't know. And I could not get her to tell me the price. She must have felt so uncomfortable talking about money that she was, every time I asked her, she managed to start talking about something else. And then she sort of forgot that she was meant to tell me the price. And I remember thinking, how can I buy off you if you don't even tell me what it's going to cost? Because I'm sitting here right now and I will actually give you the money. Oh my goodness. That that really hurts. Just listening. Yeah. I could see you know, your excitement and remembering that situation, but how awful for a client or potential client to be in such a situation, right? I think, I think even though you want to serve and you are very heart-centered, you need to be aware of what you potentially do to your potential client. Oh, and that is such an important point because I think that what I see in the people who work with me, mostly ladies, I have men in my programs as well. They're not sort of gender-based, but it's mostly ladies that are drawn to this style of sales. Um, what I find is that they feel so, so deeply vulnerable when it comes to having sales conversations. This is the business owner. They feel so vulnerable. They feel so exposed. Um, they feel so fearful of being rejected. All of this stuff that they bring that I think that it's very easy to forget that your potential client is also super vulnerable and nervous. And they've just come and they've shared maybe some very personal information with you. Um, and they are also feeling delicate and vulnerable. And one of the things that I find, because so I, I think what I'm saying is that you're, you, when you're in business, you're a human being and you're running your business as a human being. But when your client comes to you, they're not some some mysterious creature they're just another human being also navigating being a human being and they bring all of their stuff and some of the stuff that I bring is um is I'm I can be quite triggered by the feeling of being not wanted you know it's the old unlovable not wanted and so if somebody appears to so how I would take it in that situation is oh well she obviously doesn't want to work with me because she's avoiding telling me the price and she's avoiding booking me in. So there must be some reason why she doesn't want me as a client, but she doesn't want to say anything. So that's my default where my mind will go in that sort of situation. Now, of course, I also have the ability, the extra ability that I am a sales expert and sales mentor. So I can also take that higher level view and go, ah, and maybe she's not comfortable with her sales process. But if a client doesn't have that view, by being by being like non-definite and woolly with your sales conversation, you may well be leaving your clients feeling 
unwanted, feeling rejected, feeling like somehow they are in the wrong. Um, and I think it's so important that we can create this really, really safe space for our client, but safe in every way. Not just it's safe to come and tell me what's going on for you, but it's really safe. You're not, I'm not going to have you leave here feeling bad about yourself in any way. Um, which is the opposite. There, you know, there's, there are some sales processes that are taught. They work very well by the people who do them, but they really, they have things like bullying and shaming at their core. You know, that if somebody doesn't want to go ahead, that they will actually leave you feeling like somehow there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've been in those situations and it's just not a great place to be in. And mm. if you book, then you regret it later. I mean, there's obviously a very high percentage of buyer's remorse with those techniques. Yeah. And I, I also have seen in the market that if people do that and there is some kind of guarantee, they have such a high number of people asking their money back. And uh, it's, I don't think it is that successful. Like who would want to work with somebody they have been shamed by or bullied by? Yeah, because actually the, the trust isn't there because this is the thing like, you know, you mentioned earlier on that you work with a lot of coaches. I work with a lot of coaches, but also other types of transformational workers. So therapists, hypnotherapists, healers, yeah. small business owners like accountants, web designers that, you know, whole whole range. And um Oh, do you know, I lost my I lost my flow of thought there. I forgot, completely forgot mid sentence what I was about to, to say. Well, about working with somebody who has bullied or shamed you. Absolutely. So, yes. So, you know, if we're looking at the coaches and the coaches and the healers and the therapists, when you start working with somebody, that relationship, you actually, you don't, if you're in business to make a difference, you don't just want money in the bank account. What motivates you more than money in the bank account is seeing that you've made a difference, a really profound, lasting, transformational difference to somebody else's life. And if somebody comes to you, already suspicious of you, already with their guard up, already with a lack of trust because of the way you made them feel in the sales process. Even if you said yes, the clients are not open for the work and the transformation in the same way. So the business owner is also less likely to get the results with the client they can really get that they would get if the client turns up fully open to the process but also fully committed, like coaches, healers, you all know this. If your client is fully committed to the work, they are as excited and committed and all in as you are, you do magic together. If you as the business owner, as the coach, are 100% all in, but your client is only 70% in, you don't get the result. You have to both be on the same page. And that's the other difference between the traditional sales, which are about getting a yes at all costs, but they don't necessarily have the emotional commitment built in. And the style of heart-centered sales that I teach, which actually is designed so that if and when somebody says yes to working with you, they are emotionally committed to that decision. It's not just a, I'm going to say yes, because I can't see any other way out of this phone call. Yeah, I, I just love it. That's so, so profound. And I think so important. And I totally agree. I work with a lot of women too, not just coaches, but, you know, creative healers, like everyone who doesn't or who hasn't learned sales naturally in their career, right? Mm. It's something they avoid. And if you go into the spiritual realm, then you also have a lot of money challenges, money mindset, like I shouldn't be charging for doing good in the world. And all of yes. this comes together. Yes. Um, what I really love, uh, Catherine, you, you are bringing a wonderful, wonderful gift to us. 
And I, I just want to finish that episode off with the seven steps to yes. It's a video series so that you can fall in love with sales. Tell us about this. Yeah, so I referenced this a little bit earlier in our conversation where I talked about the importance of having a process, not just holding a space and letting somebody dump where they are at, but actually guiding them through a pro- an effective process that will lead them to making a decision to saying yes to working with you, providing you both see that as the right decision. And um, and you can get this from my website. It's called The Seven Steps to Yes. It's nice and bite-sized. Each video is three minutes each. So it takes about 35 minutes in total to watch the whole series. And it will teach you a step-by-step structure for your sales conversations. And I've also got a quiz, which while you're there, you might want to take the quiz, which is an authentic sales styles quiz. And it helps you to identify why you might be struggling with sales. But everybody who struggles with sales also has their gifts at sales, but they don't necessarily see them. So if, for example, you're a nurturer, or you're an empath, or you're a connector in my um, sales styles, those things will be those things will be partly what's holding you back. But there are gifts within that, which if you harness them will actually make you beautiful at sales, even though you might not naturally think you will be. Mm, so, so beautiful. So thank you so, so much for having been here today. And I'm so excited I get to talk to you some more in our next episode. So thank you so, so much. Anything you would love to leave the listeners with? Just that reminder, come from service. If you, if, you, if you come from a place of service, you will do the right thing by the client. You will serve them in the highest by encouraging them to go ahead and work with you and communicating the work that you do clearly enough. And you will also serve them by asking them the difficult questions that maybe you, want, you need to ask. Um, and by, you'll do the right thing by them. And very often the right thing is to, ta- is to take them through the sales process and be very, very clear and unequivocal and unapologetic about the fact you recommend that they work with you. But it all comes from service. And when you come from service, your client can feel that. They can tell, your client can tell the difference between, I think you should go ahead and do this because I desperately need that money in the bank right now. And I don't really care about you beyond that. Or I really think you should go ahead and do this because I love you and I dearly want to help you and I feel really connected to you and I want us to do this together. They can hear and feel the difference. It's, it's about where you're coming from, not necessarily exactly what you say. Mm, so, so true. Uh, what a beautiful ending to this episode. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I just love this episode and I'm so looking forward to our next. It's so funny. I mean, I knew about Catherine's path a little bit before, but figuring out that it's so very similar to mine is actually a little bit funny. So the universe has placed us in different countries to do this amazing work, even though I do work internationally and uh, globally, actually, mostly in English, based here in Germany, with also a Germany community. But it's so fun that Catherine is in the UK and has actually had a very similar path. And now our paths have 
across. So I'm so, super excited. I hope you got a ton out of this. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast episode and make sure you connect to Catherine. She is amazing and I have put all the links that connect with her right on that page. So it's just one click away. And then you wanna make sure you get your seven steps to yes, her short video series. So you can learn her structured approach on how to go through that process in a way that feels aligned for you. And if you're looking for more clients, I have the wonderful Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit experience for you. You can start it for free at christineschlonsky.com forward slash experience. So just hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, check it out, check out the podcast, get Catherine's amazing gift. And if you feel you want to have more sales conversations, you want to get your Heart-Centered Lead Generation game up, then join the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit Experience with 40 amazing experts teaching you everything you need to know around lead generation. Thank you so, so much for having been here. I can't wait to have the next episode, the next conversation with Catherine. We will talk about the very important fact how not to come across pushy, sleazy, or salesy in the conversations. So you wanna stay tuned for the next amazing, amazing episode with her. And in the meantime, I hope you are having a wonderful time, great conversations, lots of amazing soulmate clients signing up with you. And I'm looking forward that you are tuning in for the next episode. And I am wishing you a beautiful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now.